and voyages and those people who stepped out to do incredibly brave things in our history. You know, I wouldn't want to be the first guy to see if the world was round or flat. You know, the, the people who pioneered the way uh, were launching into a new space and the, the real possibility of literally falling off the planet Earth. Uh, because they didn't know, but the way they knew is because, God, because there was a new launching, a new season of, of finding out, a new pioneering, a new moment in God. And so that's what God has laid on my heart for us. Not that we're going to sail off the, the edge of the sea, but God is launching you and I into something new. He's launching us as a church collectively into a new season. And, and you know, the, the funny thing about when we talk about the new is that we begin to reminisce about the old, is that we love the old. Do you remember the good old days, Pastor Rod, back in the day when things were good? And, and we reminisce about those times. And we romanticize about those. So you remember the fish I caught? It was this big. And we, we love to talk about what has happened in the past. And that's not to say good things haven't happened in the past. I'm sure we've all got plenty of good memories, plenty of great things. But the, the thing that I am sensing from God, in spite of your past, and even with your past, the good that's happened from it, God's like saying the best is yet to come. Who's to say that the good old days were the best days? I, I just get a sense from God is that the days ahead of you are better than the ones behind you. The good old days are great, but the future's even brighter with God. And that's just me declaring over our church. And you're sitting in the seats, you're getting it, you're copping it in Jesus' name. You're just guilty by association. You're going to get a, a declaration because you're just in the building. And, and we're recording this message today. So whoever's listening to it on our podcast for the first time, you're going to get it in Jesus' name. That God's launching you into the new and the new is so fantastic and so bright that God is wanting to just open your eyes. And He's wanting, I, I, I met with somebody last week and I said, I, I'm just here to poke the, poke the bear, to ruffle the feathers, just to, because we get so comfortable with the old. Oh, it's nice. I know I'm, you know, why do we sit where we've always sat usually? You know, I sit there because the first week I came here, I sat there. <laughs> Not because that, that it has my name on it. It's because I'm comfortable with where or what I know. But God's wanting to ruffle our feathers a little bit and get us into something new. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. God's wanting to do something. Um, and I got this, in fact, the scriptures that are going to overarch this whole, whole series. And it's so funny. This scripture that I'm about to read was the scripture that God, one of the scriptures that God spoke to me before I even knew about an opportunity to come and build with Pastor Rod. I didn't know it. And this is the scripture that God put in my heart. I was walking with him and he led me. And I shared this one of the first weeks I was here out of Isaiah 43. And it's such a fantastic picture of what God can do in, in, in the context of crazy things happening, crazy stuff going on. God says this to Israel. He says, in verse, uh, chapter 43, verses 18, he says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. I will do something new. That's God speaking. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? God laid that on my heart as he was preparing me to, to, to reach a new season. 
And God said, I'm doing something new. So he prepared me. And that's what God is, is, is speaking to you and speaking to I, that God wants to do something new. You know, when we read that, that doesn't mean we are discounting the past or we are saying the past was bad. We are running on the foundations of what's happened in our past. This church is thriving because of the foundations of what's happened 25 years before this. We're not discounting that. But we're coming to a place where God says, I want to do a new thing as well. I'm the God that did this, but I'm also the God that can do that in Jesus' name. So God's wanting to propel us forward into a future that is bright, into a future that is filled with possibility, filled with new things, filled with destiny. Oh, I'm really excited about this series. And then the other scripture that is going to be an underpinning scripture of what God wants to do, and you will probably guess it, is in 2 Corinthians 5. And it's such a fantastic picture of what God does for each and every one of us when we come into relationship with Him. And it reads in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17, and it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. And the only way you get that, the only thing you need to do is to be in Christ. Be in relationship with Jesus, accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Guess what, baby? Uh-huh, you got an upgrade. Uh-huh, you got a new car with a new car smell. Everything is good in Jesus' name. Who likes a new car smell? Some people like it, some people don't. But you like new things. It's, it's exciting. God wants to excite you again about your future. He wants to get you so excited about what's ahead of you that the past is just like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it, but I'm zooming. I don't have too much time to dwell here. I'm zooming. As a church, God is going to zoom us this way. We, you know, the struggles and whatever's happened and the good and whatever's happened, we're thankful that God has brought us through and taught us lessons, but we are so passionate and we're so focused on what God wants to do next that we're ready to move forward now in Jesus' name. There's a great quote that says this. Uh, I read it in one of the, the studies I was reading and preparing. It says, The new creation refers to the radical reorientation of life that comes through regeneration. I like the way that sounds. A radical reorientation. Who's ready for that? A radical reorientation that comes when a, per when a person becomes a Christian. God totally totally restructures their life. Fantastic. Altering its whole fabric. Thinking, feeling, willing, and acting. In this new creation, uh, one, set of, uh, one set of conditions of relationships have passed out of existence and a new set has come to stay. Who's ready for an upgrade in Jesus' name? It's like God's got his renovation uh, hard hat on and he's got his, his tool belt on and we're doing a reno and the reno is on you. And, and it's not just like an upgrading of the old, it's a replacement and it's, a, it's an upgrade. It's not the old spruced up a bit. You have received a new nature. God totally reconstructs, reorientates your life God wants to do that. But in order to embrace the new, and that's the, the, the title of the series, Embrace the New, in order to embrace the new, we have to get ready to let go of the old. 
God's going to encourage us today in order to embrace one thing that's next, we have to be ready to give up what we're holding on to. I bought Miles two balls from Kmart two weeks ago. I was getting him out of the house. We're having some dad time because mum needs mum time. And so we were kicked out. No, we, we left. It was fantastic. She, she was unwell, but, you know, fantastic mum. So I wanted to give her a break. We went to Kmart and we went and said, I'll buy you something, Miles. Please, just, you know, we're going to have some dad time. So he saw two balls and I bought him two balls and they're this big and this big. And for the next 48 hours, he wouldn't go anywhere without having two balls in his hands. Okay, when he wanted a milk bottle, he needed to have the two balls and the milk bottle. And he really couldn't do it all, but oh, he was going to try. And don't, isn't that like us sometimes? We want the next thing, but we're not ready to give up what we have now. God's saying, if you give this up, although it's hard, I've got something better for you. I've got something better for you. But because we are so um, comfortable with old, we're so comfortable with what we know, we don't embrace the new, but God's going to give us a little reconstruction, renovation work in your life and in the life of this church. We are ready to embrace the new. God's in the new. God's in the future. God's pushing us into a brighter future. And God's wanting us to boldly step out into that. So we have to let go. We have to learn the art of letting go. And God wants to help us do that. The art of letting go. The first thing that God wants us to let go is that we need to get really skilled at the art of letting go of the old season. The old season of your life, God is wanting you to let go of that season. Life is filled with uh, of transition from one season to the next season to the next season, and we're moving from glory to glory. We're going from season to season, and where we get stuck sometimes is we don't transition our seasons well. We don't do the transition from one way of life to the next. God's not wanting you to get stuck. He's wanting to push you that way. And it's kind of like a prod in the back and it's like kind of uncomfortable. And I remember when we first got married, um, we were married, but I was still living in my old single season in terms of how I thought. Not in other things that bad behavior, but in the way I was thinking and approaching life. For example, I would go to the driving range after work without consulting my wife. And she had prepared dinner and she'd spent the day, she had worked, come home, prepared dinner, clean. And she got home and she's like, what? And it was a fair point because I am just here living my best life, not thinking about anybody else. But what I failed to recognize is that I was in a new season of life. My season of singleness had come to an end, okay, but I was still living here. I had married and I was now in this season, but I was behaving like I was in this season. One time she was so sick, she had the flu. Golf, you know, Graham, it's a, it's a problem. It was a problem for me. She had the flu. Graham's a golfer. He's not a problem. It's okay. Yeah, we've got to talk about addictions. We've got to let go. So she had the flu. We didn't know she had, well, I don't know. She was sick. And she was so sick that I just, I didn't want to bother her. I was still, okay, have mercy on me. I'm just, I'm bearing my soul. You don't think this is me. This is me newly married. All right, we've all been there. All right. Um, and so I thought, okay, she's sick. She'll be fine. You know, I'll just leave it a rest. So I said, honey, I'm going to play golf. 
And apparently, looking back, you had the flu, the actual influenza. Kirsten's going to throw something at me in a second. Um, and she passed out in the shower. And, and did you fall or did you just get yourself to? She crawled out while I'm trying to hit a five wood into the bushes. I was living like I was a single person. What I failed to realize that my life had shifted into a new season of where my world is not more important than her world where I lay everything down for her, where I put her above myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was stuck in an old season, but God wanted me to get into the new season. And thankfully, I got there. Hopefully, we, we got there. We're, you know, things are still going well. But then, you know, just when you feel comfortable, just when you feel like you got this, then you decide to have a baby. And then you realize that I am, Zoe's going to say, amen, brother. And, and you realize that you are now in a different season to what the season you were in before. You know, when we were married and then we got the hang of that, this is cool, let's go to the movies. Yeah, cool. Let's go out to dinner. Let's, you know, we're just free and easy. You want to go to America? All right, sweet, we'll go. Baby comes. I haven't been to the movies in 20 years. You know, like, changing nappies and it's oh like the best like not that part but the new season of having miles is so different to what it was when it was just us but it's so good here that if you know in spite of all the difficulty and the struggle and the trouble and the smell and the and the the one income and all of that I would not go back there for anything because God is bringing me here to this next season. And I'm believing it's just a picture of what God wants you to do. He wants you to move from glory to glory, next season to next season. He's pushing us onwards and upwards. It is a scripture that says towards his upward call in Jesus Christ. There's an upward call for your life. For this church, there's an upward call. And what we need to do to embrace the new is to let go of the old. And in letting go of the old, it doesn't say that we are being disrespectful to the old. It's not about going, there. oh, the old. We can learn from the old. We love the old. But God's wanting to bring us into new. Do you get what I'm saying? There's something more that God has for your life. He's not done with you yet. The best is yet to come. I feel like Brian Houston today. I've got to get that voice. The best is yet to come. Come on. Come on. So we've got to learn to the art of letting go. And... A scripture that really highlighted this, this picture for me is in John 5. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me there. John 5, the art of letting go, letting go of the old season. And this is a story of, of Jesus healing a man. And we'll, I'll just read it to you, verses 1 to 8. And it says, After these things there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at a certain season into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring of the water, stepped in and was made well. And whatever disease with which he was, uh, he was healed of, with whatever disease he was afflicted. A man there who had been ill for 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been a long time in that condition. He had said to him, do you wish to get well? And the man said, 
Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another gets steps down before me. Jesus said, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. What a fantastic scripture and passage of the healing power of God. But we see a man who was in a season of sickness, a season of, of, of being paralyzed, being limited, a season that he had, had become the norm for him, a, a season that everything around his life, there was a culture of brokenness around him. And it wasn't, not, it wasn't like surprising, it was normal. That's what he had become. That was his season that he had been stuck in for 38 years. So Jesus, being astute observer, and, you know, it said he, Jesus could tell he'd been there for a long time. He was probably giving off vibes of, of being there for a long time. He could see it. And then Jesus asked what would seem like the most obvious question. Like, do you want to be made well? Like you think, Jesus, why are you asking that question? Uh, because of course I do. Of course I want to be made whole. And I think Jesus asked, he always asks a question, but he's asking a question to to, to bring out something, to get to the core of the matter. You know, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, he says, where's your husband? It's a question, but it was, it was, a, it was a question that was trying to bring out a part, a, a part of the world to talk about it. But he asked him, do you want to be made well? And you'd think the immediate response would be, yes, Jesus, I want to be made well. But what comes out is the, all the reasons why you know, this person did that to me and I was stuck here. And when, did you see that? When, that? when the water was stirred, I was nearly there. I mean, I was moving. But then Brother Sally, or that's a weird name, but Sister Sally, they got in before me and that is why I'm stuck in my season. Do you know, Jesus is there and he's saying, Brother, it's time for a new season. It's time to hop in the pool. In fact, you ain't going to hop in the pool. I'm just going to say it. New season. New season. But this man, when presented with a new season, was having trouble letting go of the current season because of the situations. And that's not to make light of what had happened to this man. It's not to make light of the situation that you have found yourself in, the season that you have found yourself in. But Jesus doesn't even pay attention to the excuses the man says. He just says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter where you find yourself, whether you're on the, the porch of this, this, this place where there's a culture of brokenness, you may have been there all your life in, a, in, in an area of your life, and you may think, I'm never getting down there. This and that has happened to me. But Jesus says, it is not about your ability. It's not about your excuses. What has happened to you, your circumstances, don't disqualify you from a new season. Get up and walk. And that's what God's saying to you. Get up and walk. Move into a new season in God. Nothing is going to stop you. That's what I'm here to declare today to you. Embrace the new. Get ready to let go of the old. Who's ready to let go of the old and move into the new in Jesus' name? Amen. So he's speaking that to you. You know, in the scripture in Isaiah 43, it doesn't say, behold, I am going to do something new, but I need you to do this and I need you to, you to do that. Really, can you do it? No, God said, I am going to do something new. And all he's wanting us to do is embrace it. So with both arms, God, I'm grabbing what you have for me. So we've got to learn the art of letting go. Just let it go. You know that song, shake it off, shake it off. 
We just got to let it go. And there's another song with let it, let it go. And all the parents are like, no, don't sing that song. But let it go. Let it go. It doesn't hold you anymore. And you're like saying, Sheldon, I tried to let it go, but this thing's following me. It's like when, Ma- when Miles says, Kadu, want to hold hands? Kadu, hold hands? And then I'm like, love, just put him down. Like, he says, I'm not holding him. He's got me. This thing is following me around. Some of you have tried to put a past season down, but have struggled because you've tried to do it in your own strength. Really, all that you need to do is receive the new season that God's called for you. He's going to break you free of the old and, and, and bring you into the new. Are you guys doing all right? Awesome. So we need to learn how to let go of our old season. And this ties in really nicely. The next point is that we need to let go of our comfort zone. To embrace the new, we need to learn the art of, of letting go of our comfort zone. But I don't want to let go of my comfort zone. I like it here. It's really nice, comfortable. And you know what? That's, that's just how it is. I like the cozy. I like what I know. I like my pillow the way my pillow is. Don't give me a new pillow. That's my pillow. I'm comfortable with that pillow. But you know, you probably need a new pillow. It's probably bad for your neck. Get yourself a new pillow. We get comfortable. But God's saying, no, no, no. To embrace the new, you have to boldly go into the unknown. For in order for God to bring you into the next, you have to be willing to let go of this, let go of the old season, and then step out of your comfort zone, what you know, and into the unknown. And that's scary. Do you know, me and Sam are talking to you from that place right now. We have, you know, this is, we are out of our comfort zone. To come into a place in a role like this, hey, I'll just be honest with you. I was really comfortable at my old church. I was, I I knew where to sit. I knew that I would play the guitar three times a week. We had all our friends. We had everything like Miles was connected. It was 10 minutes from our house. I was comfortable. And the reason I've stepped out of that is not because I just thought it was a good idea because, do you know the, the saying like, you know, new year, new me, I'm going to do something, a new resolution. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm messing my analogies up, but, you know, we, we try and do new, new year, new me, but really it's the same old you in a new year. Well, what God wants to do is just change the you and, and go into a new year. I did mess it up, but that's a little side point for you right there. But God called us, and the reason we're here. Is right. It wasn't our idea, but we felt the call of God into the new. And we had to get ready to let go of the old season. God bless C3 Langford, but I'm now a C3 Junilup. This new season. I mean, it was cool there, but I'm looking forward here. Oh, yeah, man, north of the river all the way. No, I am I'm fantastic, you know, I, honestly. But I was... It was hard to do. It was hard to give up that because it was the pastor there is my uncle. I have to say, sorry, pastor, uncle. I'm going. You know, al dente, I got to get out of here. It's time to go because God was calling us into something new. And I'm believing, and I'm so glad I did, because if I was to stay there, then, then I, I miss out the opportunity of what God's wanting to do in this next season. 
in this church and in our life. And we're so happy to be here. I'm just sharing with you a journey of me letting go of my comfort zone. I thought maybe, could, can I preach every week? I didn't know. I'd never had to do that. I'd preach once a month, once or two months. But now I'm out of my comfort zone of preaching every now and then. And now I'm preaching pretty much all the time. But you know, the cool thing is, is that when you step out with God, this is not you just doing random trips, like random streaks onto the oval. Like, like you're not meant to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it's a God thing and He's propelling you forward and it's a God thing and you're following His voice, the moment you step out is the moment He gives you everything you need for that moment. Okay, so God's calling you into a new season, but He's going to equip you as you step out in Jesus' name. We let go of our comfort zone. You know, it requires faith. And, and Shane talked awesomely today about fear and faith. The reason we can let go of our comfort zone and not listen to fear, because fear will want to keep you here, because you don't know what's over that side. Like, that's scary over there. But when we, when we have faith in God, we know that it's God calling us out here. We can be sure that He's got our back here. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs 28 is that, that, um, that people flee. The wicked flee when no one's chasing them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's what God's wanting to do for you. Make you as bold as a lion. Boldly going where no one has gone before. Pioneering a new season and a new destiny. Come on. Th- we, think, we think what we've been through has been great. I'm believing for bigger and for better and for more in the future in Jesus' name. We're going to boldly go where we haven't been before. God's bringing this church into a new season in Jesus' name. And you're coming along for the ride. Yeah, you're, you're attached. You're a part of this. And, and the last point that I want to talk about is that as we, let, as we let go of old seasons and we let go of our comfort zone, God's wanting us to let go of our past mistakes. See, our mistakes try and keep us in the season, that our old season, our past season. We read in 2 Corinthians 5.17 if, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And I love the, the quote that we read that God radically reorientates your life through regeneration. When you become a Christian, God totally restructures your life your whole fabric, your thinking, your feeling, your willing, and your acting. You're a new creation. Your mistakes, come on church, don't define you. Your failures don't define you. And I think it's funny that, that we're usually our harshest critics. We usually spend the most time beating ourselves up about stuff that God's like, what are we talking about this for? Like when he says, when he does forgiveness, He doesn't do it like us. He says, I will remove your sin as far as the east is from the west. What does that mean? It means you ain't never coming back. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've been totally set free and healed. The moment your life came into contact with Jesus Christ was the moment you had a fresh start and a fresh day. A fresh start and a fresh day. How good is that? A fresh start, Amanda. A fresh start and a fresh day in Jesus' name. 
God's just going to do a fantastic work in your life. It's taking you from glory to glory. And those things in your past that, that you might be beating yourself up about, God's forgotten about, and He's saying, on to the future in Jesus' name. God's going to establish your world in Jesus' name. God's wanting to do that for every single person in this place. Radically reorientate. Can you imagine? I'll read you the, the rap sheet of somebody. A murderer to Christians, aiding and abetting um, you know, persecutors of the Christian faith. That was Paul. Can you imagine if Paul, because of what his past looked like, decided that his future couldn't be anything because of his past? But Paul had an encounter with Jesus, and he radically reorientated his life so that Paul could be something that God had in store for him. And we read all throughout the Bible, story after story, of God taking broken people, taking people that should not really be in a place of influence and, 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 and influence for God, and totally resetting them and giving them a future and a hope. And that's what God's doing for your life. Get ready to embrace the new. Get ready to take on the new. God's not looking at your past and saying that disqualifies you. He's looking at your past and saying, if you would bring that to me, we can completely forget about it. I will wash you and we'll move forward in Jesus' name. Why don't we close our eyes and bow our heads in this place today? And I want to give an opportunity right here in this place for anybody that says today, Sheldon, I need to let go of my past. I need to let go of those things in my life that I feel disqualify me. And you might be a person that for the first time is coming to faith. or This might just be something that you've carried with your, with your whole world for, for, for a long time. This old season of guilt and condemnation has followed you. Why don't you just raise your hand right now and I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you right now. If that's you in this place and you need a, yeah, amen, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That God is wanting to radically reorder your life right now in Jesus' name. Once you've raised your hands, you can pop it down. God sees that. And we're going to pray right now in Jesus' name. God coming to you right now. We're going to pray just that prayer of, of connection with Jesus. And that prayer of faith with Jesus. And the moment, so I'm going to, I'm going to pray and I want to invite you out loud to pray these words along with me. And the Bible says is that when we take this prayer of faith, that it's in that moment that God transports you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Your life begins to radically reorientate in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. together. Dear Lord, come on, let's pray. Dear Lord, I bring my life to you. Would you heal me? Would you make me whole? Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you for a new hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we give God a hand right now? Come on, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. And I just get a sense that God still wants to do some ministry in the place today. Paul, you can play, play a song and I want to invite you to worship with us. And I want to invite you, you, you might see yourself as a place, you might identify with the man on the porch that's been there for 38 years. And you said, Sheldon, when you were speaking to me about the new and embracing the new and letting go of the old, I'm not sure I can. 
But Lord, I just want to, I just want to bring my faith to your message. And if that's you, as we're worshiping, we stand and worship, I want to invite you to the front and I want to agree with you in Jesus' name. I want to lay hands on you. I want to pray with you in Jesus' name. Let's do that, church. Let's stand. If you want prayer for anything, why don't you come out the front? We're going to pray. Lord, thank you. You have all my attention. I will linger, listen. Come on, if that's you, you need a reorientation of your life. Why don't you come right now to the front? Let's pray. New season, new season, new season. In Jesus' name. Come on, you're feeling that tug in your life that you know you need to respond. Why don't you just make your way now? We're going to pray. In Jesus' name. Radically reorientate life. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Radically reorientate. Totally restructure. Totally restructure. Totally restructure. Totally restructure. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. You're not sure if you should come. I'm just going to say, why don't you just step out in faith and come and receive a move of God. Receive the laying on of hands. Receive the next season of your life in Jesus' name. Lord, touch. Lord, touch. Lord, touch. Hallelujah. Radically reorientate her life in Jesus' name. Oh, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Oh, Receive a fresh touch in Jesus' name. Fresh touch in Jesus' name. Jesus, a new day, a new day, a new day, a new day. Hallelujah, a new day.